but instead you spent like a hundred weeks worth of a peasant's uh, pay to bring me back to life. Like that's a hundred peasants worth mm-hmm. of hundred uh, peasants work weeks worth. Right. <laughs> we need a right. hundred peasants stats. <laughs> you gotta bring this fighter back. Hey, what are you doing? Okay, I'm so sad. You, 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 you're sad. Oh, wh- why are you sad? <laughs> uh, no, D and D. Well, we're, we're here. Uh, I think it's, I think it's your turn to do the, oh, but do you oh, want to? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bad time. Bad time. Bad oh. Right. oh God. Oh, uh, attention. Read out loud exactly what is written on this note or be destroyed and replaced. Oh. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips. A show where we talk about D&D or else. Hello. Oh, I'm Fancy Sean, number 107. Fancy. And, you're, you're real fancy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm Byron, number 155. This week, these two unmuzzled, shag-haired, wrinkled witches. Jesus, don't pull punches. No. We'll oh be talking gosh. about taming the tiger, flying the elephant, and what myths and falsehoods to watch out for when managing a game table. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. It's chocolates. I mean, I can have one. Mm. Well, hi. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips. Uh, yeah, we're really oh. excited to have you here today. Uh, we're just really... That was a lot of chocolate. Fresh mouthfeel, hey? But I feel great now. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate's supposed to make you feel better. It certainly does. It does. It Good. certainly does. Good. Yeah. No more sadness. No more sadness. Great. And now we can start talking about um, myths and possible falsehoods um, uh, that people believe in when it comes to Dungeons & Dragons game. Yes. Right? Yes. And, you know, a lot of these... Or there's a lot of things that people believe about the game. Yep. Um, there's a lot of kind of misconceptions out there of what can happen and what changes maybe game to game. Mm-hmm. People don't necessarily understand the nuance if they haven't played a lot. Or if you've you know, only been in one group, you kind of only know one way of going. But out in the world, there's a lot of ways to play and there's a lot of ways that people think. Yeah, and I think my goal talking about this today is that it's not that there's no like, you know, to believe what we say or even take us take what we say as like the truth or the gospel mm-hmm. even um i just want to maybe perhaps if you have some of these beliefs sort of free you up uh, from the burden of some of these mm-hmm. um beliefs that i think might hold you back from having more fun than you uh, might otherwise be having yeah no that's always our goal is yeah. to make your game better to make your game more fun so great well why don't you get started though? yeah sure um i think the first point that i want to talk about is the fact that um, the DM is not the boss. What? Right? But you know who is the boss? Uh, Tony Danza. True. <laughs> Very true. Although, I think it's debatable. I think there's an argument. I think it's Diane. I think yes. Abed said it was Diane, yes. so I'm going to go with that. Right? But without a doubt, though, the true boss is everyone who likes and subscribes to this content. Hit the subscribe button, the bell button, the follow button, the all, all the buttons. All the buttons. All the buttons. Right. Unless they look like they're pointing down. Don't hit that button. Yeah, the thumb down and up. No. Right? We can just forget that's a thing. Yeah, but no, right? please, yeah, join us. Join the conversation. Uh, get involved. And uh, yeah, yep. let, us, let, us, let us prove that the algorithm isn't a myth. Right. By, by giving it some tasty, tasty morsels. And now that we've established that you're the boss, let's talk about why the DM is not the boss. Okay. I think there is this belief, and it's I can see how it's how it's so prevalent that the DM is 
uh, the leader of the table, that he is the boss, and what what the what the DM says goes. Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways, it kind of does because he's or he or she is the one sort of setting up your 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 game, your table, your encounters. Um, so if the DM says there's a tiger, there's a tiger, right? But I think we need to think about the scope of what the DM is a boss of, right? And what the DM is not a boss of. Yes. Right? For one thing, we know that the DM is not the boss of my character, mm -hmm. right? But definitely, I think more importantly, the DM is not the boss of how I play the game. Right. Right? Or how we play the game. I don't think anyone is or should be the boss. Like, you might have leaders, Right, who are more absolutely. experienced that might want to yep. suggest certain things and, and help, help, help out the group sort of uh, find a better flow. Mm -hmm. But in the end, um, the it's funny, I always, <laughs> always bring these corporate analogies. A good leader is someone who pushes from behind, right? So there is no boss, right? The boss is a supporter. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. So in that way, there, there is no boss. Mm -hmm. um, the it's, I think, and it's dangerous to fall into this pattern of relying on the DM for everything, for all the decisions, um, to make all the fun, um, to adjudicate all the rules, all that kind of stuff. Well, because right? ultimately it does come down to kind of their their interpretation, mm -hmm. right? And whether whether you attempt to appeal that or talk to them after, if you don't like the way that it's, yep. something went, in the moment, they do ultimately yep. have kind of the, the high arbiters say and judgment on right. what's going to happen. Yeah. So a lot of times it gets assumed that they also are the boss as opposed to just kind of the, the judge. We, exactly. They're yeah. the judge of what is going on in the game. Yeah. But they're not the, the leader of the table no. of the group. No. Right. D&D uh, &D is a cooperative experience. Mm -hmm. uh, Most in, of the time. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in the game, as well as uh, even more so out of the game. Right. Right. And the the problem with relying on one person to make all the decisions for the group is that that one person, whether it's a DM or or another player, is that they don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't have all the correct answers. Uh, I, no one person does mm -hmm. at a table. Right, so whether it's a table of two people, three people, four, five, six, seven, including the DM, yep. you all, I think, have to, in order to get the best results that'll satisfy the uh, most amount of people uh, in the in the in the best way possible, you all have to um, take responsibility for your little slice um, of the game. Mm -hmm. right? Well, I like what you said there when when and and it's I know it's small and it's kind of nuanced, but you said you know whether you have two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm including the dm yeah you have five players and the dm is one of the players absolutely right they have a different role and a different responsibility to the story mm -hmm. but ultimately everyone who's sitting at the table and i know we've said this before but everybody who's sitting at the table is playing the game yeah and and so because of that right like we really have to respect that Ultimately, they're also there to have fun. They're mm -hmm. not there to crush fun. They're not there to, <laughs> to gatekeep it or arbitrate it. Right? Right. They, they are there to make sure that things keep an even keel, really, mm -hmm. is, is what mm -hmm. they're, they're doing. So absolutely, we, we can't forget that, yes, they get different props. Yes, they you know, have different responsibilities. Yep. But ultimately, they're as responsible to the story as everybody else is. Yes. And I think it's unfair to the DM to uh, put that onto that person, everything. Because one thing about being the boss is that the boss has all the responsibility. Everything that goes wrong in that team is the boss's fault. Right. No ultimately, matter what anyone, ultimately. no matter what the boss says yep. afterwards, yes. right? It's their fault, mm -hmm. right? And that's not uh, fair and it can be a burden. And well, it is a burden, I think, to whoever that person is. So if you can sort of... Uh, take as much responsibility for the game that right. you can, yeah. um, the better it is. Mm -hmm. now, because I'm sure you'll have ideas that for fun or for, for even uh, for an adventure or for whatever, um, that the DM won't mm -hmm. um, ever think of because they're Correct. not you, right? Yep. And it, it, I think it's your responsibility to bring it up if you think it's fun, mm -hmm. right? Why not? Mm -hmm. um, if you 
even think that the um, DM might have adjudicated something unfairly, mm-hmm. it's up to you to take that responsibility to be like to bring that up because yeah. maybe it was unfair. Because hmm? even in the moment, you you probably go with whatever the DM said in the moment, but afterwards, well, and that's, that's like, hey, best practice, yeah. right? Is to go, hey, I disagree with this. Can we? No, we're not going. Okay, I want to talk to you about that later. Okay, great. Yeah, perfect. And then the game flow isn't disrupted yeah. too much, right? We get back into it. We do a thing, and then we just have a note that we're going to mm-hmm. revisit this after, and then really sink in because maybe. You don't know all the facts. Obviously, mm-hmm. the DM does know more about what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Because it exists inside their head as much as anywhere else. Um, so maybe there's something that you didn't know that's yeah. also changing what's going on, which yeah. is influencing the ultimate kind of Absolutely. judgment. And maybe there's something that the that the DM didn't know. Maybe you didn't see it from the point of view of a player. Maybe it's like that's super not fun for any of us. Yeah. So maybe let's, let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's up to everyone. To, to bring up that kind of stuff. Um, just like when we talked about in our in our session zero chat, mm. it is your responsibility to, to talk about these things to um to anything that you see, right? It's the it's the um evil that you shouldn't do mm-hmm. and it's the good that you ought to do mm-hmm. that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the as players, your role can be much bigger than than just this sort of passive consumer of, of whatever the, the DM is sort of spoon-feeding you. I would argue that if you are actively participating and putting into the campaign, into the game, um, you'll get more of it. It's, it's much more fun, right? Oh, absolutely. So I think it's um, the, if you see uh, the, the DM less of a, as, as the leader of the, of the boss, but just as another uh, collaborator in this game that has a different role than you do. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and that you should be putting as much into the the game as the DM. Maybe it's a little more difficult because the scope of what the DM uh, deals with is much sure. bigger. Um, but I think you can get you can put a lot into a character. Absolutely, a like lot. you said, you you they're not the boss of your character. And one of the things that we can do, whether it's corporate or whether it's <laughs> yeah. playtime. Um, is we can come up with solutions to the problems and suggest the solution as well, mm-hmm. right? There, there is a barrier preventing us going from here to there, and this is how I think we can get around it. Yep. Right, and and then creating whether you're not you created the barrier, or the barrier mm-hmm. your 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 mm-hmm. own doing or whatnot, but now you're also taking some of the load off of another person's creative kind of yeah. You know, pool of energy mm-hmm. right you're not taking out of theirs all the time for them yeah. to always have to figure out what's going on or what it looks like what's happening then yeah you get to add to the community like you said because yeah. it's it's collaborative mm-hmm. i also feel like the people leave it up to the dm to be to be the one who calls for the next game or deals with vacation time mm-hmm. or or holiday time and and then leaves it to them even out of the game stuff mm-hmm. to be the, the organizer and the and the and the person who takes on the sort of administration work as well for the game um i mean generally i, I don't know stereotypically it seems like those that migrate towards the dm role mm-hmm. also have those kind of characteristics so they right. kind of yeah. kind of follow along but yeah no jump in and and outside <laughs> of the game but a part of it so tangential yep. in support of it yeah, be the person that says, hey, guys, I'm going to take care of managing, you know, like who brings what snacks. Yeah. So that, yeah. you know, nobody's always wondering who's bringing chips, who's bringing veggies, right. who's bringing a drink, right? Whatever it is. Um, yeah, take on that kind of responsibility and and kind of jump in and, and take some of the share the load, <laughs> as, as Sam was what said, right? Uh, and, and get yes. in there and, and do your part. Do your part. Yeah. And I mean, worse come if, if if nothing else, it'll free up the DM's energy and, and mind space to, to to make better stories, to make a better campaign, right? Yeah, he doesn't absolutely. have to deal with all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to deal with what his specific job or her specific job is. That job's big enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, especially if it's oh, hey, can somebody just take care of booking our table yeah. at at the game store that we play at yeah. every week, right? Because that's one more thing that I don't have to worry about doing mm-hmm. in my prep cycle or in whatever. Right? Yeah. As long as we know it's taken care of, great, awesome. Right. Or oh, something got canceled. Let me be the one to initiate re rescheduling of that. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. 
No, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. And and thinking about, I guess, being as a as a forever DM, you you may may have, may have some specific feelings about that too. Um, you know, I I like I said, you know, st- I fit in that stereotypical kind of yeah. bubble. Uh, I enjoy playing, sure, and I still bring snacks. I still bring right. drinks or whatever, right? Like, um, that's fun because I like to contribute to the whole. But um, as the DM and generally host yep. uh, of games, I have no problem um, organizing my space, making sure it's clean, tidy, ready to go, making sure that I have snacks and making sure that I'm, I'm hosting a group of friends that are coming over. And the fun that we are right. going to be doing or the activity that we choose to yep. do is this. But while they're there, you know, come eat, drink, right. be comfortable, be happy. Let, like, let's have a great time. Right. So I... I don't mind doing it, but at no point do I ever think I'm the boss of my friends because right. they are eating my snacks and <laughs> sitting drinking in my, my drinks. Chair. Yeah, and <laughs> sitting on the chairs that I assembled. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> killing my <laughs> monsters. How dare you? Reginald had a wife. Um, I just wanna, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to that. It's sad. But, you know, it, at no point am I in control of the situation, right? I realize <laughs> that we're, we're a group of friends that are doing something right. together. Um, and then my role to that is, is something mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's a great way for me to make sure that everyone is comfortable and happy and that I have managed the expectations of my group right. so that everyone is there and they're in the mind space to have fun. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about, oh man, what am I going to have for dinner? Or what? Right. Or I'm really thirsty and there's no water in here, right? <laughs> like, uh, the ice ran out. Whatever it is, all the little things, sure, they do add up. Yeah, they do add up. But I think it's conducive when we're talking about managing a table, you might not be the boss, but everybody has a part in setting the scene before we start getting into the scene. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because we ourselves have to get into that mode and mindset and and space. And whether that's um, virtual, Mm -hmm. right. And you got to, if you've got a camera and you've got the mic going or whatever, right. Like you're setting your space up as well. Right. And presenting yourself forward. So I think everybody shares in that. Yeah. And they should, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, one of my kind of thoughts as far as, like, when we're talking about table composition and whatnot, uh, a lot of people jump on, you know, like, oh, you're playing a human fighter. It's so boring. Uh, like, it's so uh, vanilla. It's so right. plain. It's so whatever. And, you know, there's, there's people who choose to play kind of race class options. We're looking at kind of, we're not going to call it older, but legacy is now the word that's been introduced where there was oh, specific nice. stat attributes, right? Oh. So we're trying to match up like, yeah, classes legacy, to yeah. races and if you're going yep. off type or whatnot. There, there is for sure an optimal party composition out there. There is the best in right. blah, 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 blah. Right. But you don't need that. It's, we're, not, we're not playing World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. We're not getting into this. And so the myth that I think I'd like to dispel is any party can be successful. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. So, you you know, we don't need a, quote, tank, a, quote, mm-hmm. striker, a, quote, healer. Right. We don't need necessarily these roles as as valued as they were in, in previous iterations in different types of games like World of Warcraft, where you absolutely had to have tank, right. healer, DPS. Well, World of Warcraft well, isn't an RPG, though. It, it isn't. No, yeah. no, not no. really. Not really. It deals in a lot you of... You can slash dance fantasy. all you want, and emote all you want. It's... Right. Yeah. Uh, especially on top of the mailbox for silver. <laughs> but... Wow. <laughs> wow, that's going back for some people. So, regardless... <laughs> You, what you can really get into, though, is the idea of, you know, you can have a group that's all fighters. Yes. You can have a group that's all sorcerers, all warlocks, all wizards. Mm-hmm. Are they the same? No. Like, mechanically, yes. But even then, when we get into subclasses and blah, 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 mm-hmm. everybody goes into a different direction, right? There is no two human fighters that are exactly the same. Right. And I think our responsibility to dispel this myth of, of bad class choices, bad compositional choices, is by, like we've talked about so many times previously, yeah. is leaning into it, giving mm-hmm. it more energy, making sure that your character is unique and is dynamic and is fun and entertaining mm-hmm. and is enthralling and in capturing your own kind of attention. Right. Because then it'll capture everyone else's. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's nothing saying that a group of rogues can't be an awesome, badass campaign. Well, of course it can't be. That's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been... It couldn't have been Ocean's Eleven if they were just all Arnold Schwarzenegger's or all Bruce Willis's. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it wouldn't... You couldn't. They had to be all rogues. Right? And I, and I was thinking as you were talking about this, saying like, oh, there is that optimal player like a like class combo of course you could go through the books and find the best yes, four person but party. sure but that is i think us under the false assumption that there's only one way of playing D because that's typically that's just for fighting correct but right? within within reason but right? yes correct but like what's the optimal party for a group trying to sneak in through the castle and stealing something coming out without anyone noticing paladins Paladins, as far as the eye can see. Obviously. No one can stop the crusade. Uh, No, you're you're absolutely correct. Intimidation works. You do not see me. You do not see me. Can I use religion to sneak past the guards? Um... No, it does does speak to the idea, though, that there there are tools that certain classes and certain races bring to the table, and Mm -hmm. those are tools you use to to solve the problems ahead of you. Um, But there's nothing saying that you know, that's a bad thing. Yep. Right. There, there is arguably, there is no victory condition in D and D. You cannot win D and D. You can succeed your campaign. Right. You can pass your quest, right? Those have win loss thing, but D and D, any TTRPG pathfinder, whatever you want to call it. Um, there is no, you won. You can stop playing now. Right, like there's there's nothing in there. So when somebody says, "Oh, we built the optimal blank right. for blank," oh, yeah. okay, great. That is one tiny slice of the game mm-hmm. that you have done the best you could possibly do at mechanically speaking. Yeah. But you still haven't won. You've just done really, really well. Like yeah. you've made it to the Olympics, but yeah. nobody wins. Well, everybody wins gold, right? Everybody wins together they, they, at, at the thing because it's a team <laughs> thing. Yeah. So there's there's no one individual way of doing it. Unless you at your table or the, the collective of you at your table have decided on a victory condition. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, that's the myth, though, I think, is that um, they think winning at fighting is the victory condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because the combat, it, it feels like a backbone of what D&D is. Yes. But I, I really believe that D&D is so much more than that. Um, that combat really should just be a consequence of everything else that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I think if you ask me your different combinations of class and races, mm-hmm. all it does is uh, all, all those things are just a tool to flavor your campaign in a certain way. Absolutely. Right. All rogues, definitely different flavor than mm-hmm. all, barbar- all bar- barbarians. Mm-hmm. Are they, are either of them wrong? No. Some people like the flavor of steak. Some people like the flavor of sushi. Some some days I like one, and some days I like the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and and neither food is better or worse, unless you're allergic. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're you're correct. Right? You're correct. But when one thing that I think that we talked about, and and very specifically that we talked about before, is when you're going and you're assembling these people, right? Instead of looking around the table and saying, okay. Who's going to be the tank? Who's going to be the yeah. leader? Who's going to be the support, right? Uh, we just look and say, okay, what do you guys want to play? And Okay, great. That's going to be awesome. Does this satisfy the theme or the scope of the campaign, mm-hmm. right? Does this give us a fair shot at that? Right. If yes, proceed onward. If, if not, then maybe we need to reevaluate what we're doing in regards to that. And somebody speaking up and saying, hey... This is a major warfare campaign. If we're all playing rogues, like, do we want to play like assassins going around and just knocking off generals and stuff? Or do we actually want to be participating in the main battlefield kind of stuff? Because if mm-hmm. we're playing like, rogues... Do we want to be scouts? Yeah. Do we want to be spies? Yeah. and Because if, if, that could be really cool too. Super cool. And very, very much to a group of individuals going out separate from the massive armies that are moving mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. sneaking around and hiding and getting... Yes, but if if the idea that the DM presented was to say, hey guys, I really want to try just like Battlefield. 
of armies smashing against each other. Yeah. Rogues maybe don't fit the scope. But once again, in your session zero, just say, hey, there's other parts of the army that we'd like to explore. Right. Is this okay? Like you go with the mechanics and smash your armies together, Mm -hmm. DM. Mm -hmm. We're going to work around that. We're going to, you know, uh, you know, wade through the tides of battle, but we're going to do it surgically. We're not going to. I mean, a rogue would make a really good soldier as well, to be honest. Ken. Right. Like if you compare most whatever NPC soldiers and like a PC rogue, he's so much better. Oh, right? just, yes. Oh, I mean, statistically in power, of course they are, because yeah. right? they're special. They're so PCs. they could, the, the all rogue part could still be just as epic, even if they went straight forward as, mm-hmm. as shock troopers even, mm-hmm. because they do a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're hard to hit, hard to pin down. Like uh, you can make it work. Yeah. Right? No, you absolutely can. Depending on, no matter what yeah. class. So there's there's really no like you're, I think what you're trying to say is that there's no barriers. All we're going to yeah, do is I we're going to so. bring a different yep. tool set to the game, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what happens. Yep. But no matter what, we, we our tool set can unlock the door. Yep. Right, and we can succeed. Well, because in the end, the DM is the door. Oh. Right, and the DM presumably wants to, uh, also wants the the players to go through the door. Right. Right? And have fun doing it. Right. So you would work together, I think. Hopefully. To, well, hopefully, because the DM is not the boss. Well, that sounds pretty friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> you're funny. Um, it does sound pretty friendly, but it's, while it is friendly, I think it's a myth that you have to like everyone at the table. That you, oh, that you, that, that okay. friendship is a requirement. That you should be friends. I mean, okay. I think typically um, in the past, everyone you end up playing with ends up being your friends because it's, it's harder to find uh, a group of people. Yes. Unrelated, right? Yes. Um, people who were willing to play D&D with you were just typically your friends who were interested in the same kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but these days when you can just find groups online mm-hmm. or at like a games meet, or wherever. Yeah, Adventures League. Yeah. Right? yeah, where you all of a sudden you sit down at a table and you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it wasn't like an organic group. It was just, you just came together to play D&D. Just a bunch of strangers meeting in a tavern. Right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a, um, maybe a mistake to think that you have to force yourself to like everyone at the table. Or to become friends with everyone at the table. Right. I think you, it is a must that you get along, mm-hmm. and you play nice together, mm-hmm. and you're respectful. Absolutely. Right? And and that's got to be where it starts. Right. right. You got to go in there with at least hopefully a positive attitude and mm-hmm. uh, respect, healthy respect of everybody else there. Yeah. For their time, their attention, all that. Well, exactly. Well, they, they're here to play great D and D, just like you're here to play great. D&D, yeah. Right? But. Um, I don't know. Maybe they believe in the opposite end of the political spectrum. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're not here to talk about politics, although you can if you want to. Um, you're here to play D&D. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think it would be a a shame if you let stuff like that get in the way of Absolutely. a potentially great campaign. Absolutely. You know, it's it's, it's nice that the, the thing that brought you together, right, it would be the D&D. Mm-hmm. Have fun playing it. But... Ultimately, like you said, you don't have to walk away bestest of friends forever. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, you're a nice person. You seem decent, great, mm-hmm. awesome. That thing that you did tonight uh, was super cool. I've never seen anybody yeah. do that before. That's, that's really awesome. Great. All right. I'll see you next week. Yeah. No, I, I look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah. Because that was fun. Like, do I want to go for coffee with you in between? Maybe not. But that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, And... I think it's a bonus if you get to the point where you're like, I would like to get to know that person outside of the game. Well, and I think the natural progression is, like we talked about, you will end up liking the people that you play with the longer you play D&D with them. Yes. Because you go through all this stuff in the game, right? You go, go through all the different types of fun, right? You go through sort of epic times, hard times, all yes. within the game, and you're, you're, you're kind to each other in the game. You're cruel to each other in the game. You go through, do all this stuff, it's hard to come out of this and not like someone mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you might end up, you might find that you end up being friends afterwards, after a while. Um, but I think if you, at the beginning, had that requirement that you have to be friends, or not, or we can't play together. Right. You'd be missing out on those potential people who could become friends because of D and D. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because you never get to the game. You're trying to assemble, or you, it would be harder to get to the game because you have to assemble a group of friends first. Yeah. And then you start playing. Yeah. As opposed to playing and then seeing who develops to become a friend. Yeah. Right. It could be that outside of the game, I would never hang out with them because we have no interests that are common except for D and D. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the game, when we play D&D, they're great to play with, and I love playing with them. Right? And that's all you really need. Well, because they, right? they satisfy they satisfy what they need to satisfy in that moment, mm-hmm. which is a body filling a seat at a D&D game, playing D&D with yeah. you, right? That's that's the only requirement for them, mm-hmm. right? And and you know, vice versa, you to them. Yeah. So, no to put to put more pressure on that when it's not necessary. Sure. Right. And, yeah. and you don't know that maybe maybe that's as much social engagement as that person wants to have. Yeah. Right. They're fine going out, not knowing people, just playing D&D because that's their only access to playing the game, perhaps. Yeah. Right? Like they they don't have a camera. They don't have a mic at home or not. So they have to go down to the local gaming store or whatever. Right. But that's that's their limits. Mm-hmm. And so we were we must respect those limits. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and allow that person to have that fun and enjoy it as much as they want to. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, yeah, then we're, then we're becoming bullies. We're becoming gatekeepers. We're becoming a whole bunch of things yes. that we don't, that, that are ugly and twisted. And they might be paved on the road of good intention, right? Yep. yep. Well, obviously, we got to be friends because we roll dice together. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, if someone wants to be your friend and you don't want to, you don't have to. No. Either. <laughs> no. Which which right. could be hard to say no, right? If someone's yeah. like, I want to be your friend, like, oh, I don't I don't want friends. Okay, right. well, maybe, but that's your truth. Right. Or maybe maybe you need more time. Some people make a lot of people make friends at different rates. Like I know yes. for me, it takes me a while before I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I think we're friends. Yeah. Like we can become friends, right? Where some people are like, Nope, yes, you're my best friend, or no, uh, we're the worst enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they they have immediately decided. Yeah, based on how you hold your d twenty before you're rolling it, like nope, can't do it. Mm-mm. Can't do it. That's a red flag right there. Right. Oh, you don't watch uh, caffeine and cantrips? Out. I don't want to be your friend. Right. Right. Immediately, you're the worst. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. You're not the boss. You didn't like. You didn't subscribe. You didn't subscribe. <laughs> you didn't subscribe. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, since we're talking about it, yes, please. Um, <laughs> I like the way you like to like that button, so like it. Like I don't it like hard. it. I love it. Yeah, he subscribes <laughs> to the love. Uh, yes, please jump in, join in, and and let us know what is one of the kind of biggest barriers, or um, let's call it kind of veils of of myth that you have pushed through and understand now what it appeared to be was not. Hi there. <laughs> is is not what it actually is. Yeah. And and what maybe seemed like a daunting task, um, you know, is has become something that you would like to help dispel. Mm-hmm. Right. And you would like to help make it easier for other people to get in and find the fun and satisfaction yeah. that you yeah. have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and speaking of of fun things to do, um, I think a myth that I would like to spell as as a forever DM mm-hmm. uh, sitting behind my my castle, my screen, whatever it is, and listening to my little math rocks clack away. Um, it is not an easy thing to do terrible things to your friends and the people that are at your table. It's not because it, it also the myth is that. The, the, the myth is that the DM that loves to do terrible the, things. The DM wants to kill you, or the myth is that the DM wants you to feel pain and anguish, and he wants you to, mm-hmm. you know, be put through all of these terrible things. And it's very easy for them to do it. Um, I don't think it is. Uh, I know that I have in the past, mm-hmm. which I know you can attest to. <laughs> I, I played a little closer to the adversarial DM side of things, yep. um, and as I have 
wizened and grown no. old with experience. <laughs> I I am ripened. I love the feeling of being a cheerleader, right? Whether huh? it's a, it's a quiet one or not so quiet, but I enjoy being a cheerleader at the table and, right. and really. I am involved in narrating, adjudicating, refereeing, whatever you want to call it, of the, the roles and what's happening at the table and the story that's going on. But also I'm invested in the story around me. I don't want these people to die. Yeah. Uh, I don't want their characters to die. I also don't want, <laughs> want the people, people to die. To die. <laughs> I want no death, right? I want, I want success and I want happiness and butterflies and kittens. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to acquiesce to the idea that these tiny little numbered plastic, stone, gem, whatever you've got that you're rolling, that they and their their divine mind has said, death's a coming. Right. Or, or pain or tragedy or whatever is, is, is about to happen. Uh, and it's not easy. And I think this is where this is where a lot of times the conversation sneaks in about DMs fudging dice rolls. Right. Right? Because no, you you did just roll your fourth nat 20. You just crit again in this combat. You didn't expect that maybe it was the first room of the dungeon that right. you had established. Yeah. The easy room or whatever it is, is punching way above its weight class right. just because the dice have said they chose violence. They Today woke up the and day. they chose violence. Yeah. Right? And, and to watch that, it's it. my heart sinks when it gets past a certain level. <laughs> It, it honestly does. It honestly mm -hmm. does. When the when I'm rolling hot and and I do sometimes often, uh, it it. That's why I make you use a digital <laughs> dice. <laughs> yeah, no, digital <laughs> dice don't love me the way that that my little clackers do. <laughs> but no, when we get when you get into it, it's it's hard to deliver bad news, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you brought up corporate before. Like, it's, yeah. If you've ever had to fire somebody, mm. it's the worst feeling the first time you do. For sure. Then you learn to love it. Well, then you then you you learn to get used to it, just like any bad experience, yes. right? Yeah. Being Terminator, being fired, same thing. It's the worst feeling when it happens, yeah. right? Uh, for most people. Then you get used to it. And then I guess you get used to it. Or maybe you learn better, or yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But being the person who's responsible yeah. for, for giving out cookies and poison apples, we have to watch when the DM is, is having to hand out these poison apples because unlike the players and I, and I think and, and I've experienced this if I really lean in heavy to a scene mm -hmm. where there's an NPC that's opening up a new side and showing the party a new side of sadness of sorrow of their own failure whatever I lean in you know I go so far as to embody it in voice in in body aspect maybe I tear up a bit because it's starting to get to me and then immediately that scene, that one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two scene ends and the rest of the party is like, oh yeah, and then we're drinking in the tavern and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? and, and you have to kind of like bear the weight of that while you're now moving over and adjudicating something happy. You don't get that time to sit, decompress, let it kind of steam out. Right. right? And, and that's, that's why there's like some DM aftercare, right? Like well, it's really nice at the end of a session. I think this is where uh, point number one uh, DM is not the boss, right? But more the aspect of you can take responsibility for things as a player. Yes, right. Um, because it is, I think, it is tough for the DM to hand out bad news mm. only because the players um, mm. don't. What well, the players receive it so badly, they don't see it as an opportunity um, for greatness, for more art. Interesting. It, right. Right. Because you talk about poison apple. Um, and it was Snow White who got poisoned by the witch. That story would be the worst story without the poison apple. Interesting. Right? Okay. She needs the story needs the poison apple. It does. It does. Right. So, and it's and it's those um, I think points where it's you the players have the greatest opportunity to take it to own it and make something out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if it's all easy. Well, no, and, and everything yeah, is like yeah. roses and rainbows and puppies and kittens. Nobody right? said the best movie ever. Sparkling, yeah. sparkling vampires. Yes, we right? went on a journey and nothing bad happened and nobody lost anything and it was the bestest time ever. Exactly, right? Boring. So if, if the players can take it, then the DM doesn't have to take the full brunt of that. 
of the of, not of, alone. Not well, exactly, alone. right? Yeah. Like, yes, it's bad happened, but we will make something of this together, right? right. As the player group right. and as the DM, yes, right? Because it's it's not a tragedy; it's an opportunity if you if you take it, mm-hmm. right? But I think it's um most players, um, it's difficult to see it that way because you're it, that that sort of split between the player and the, and the character can be a little bit blurred for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, but well, I definitely think, if you're leaning in and you're becoming mm-hmm. emotionally connected or empathizing with your character it's right? funny and, yes and no right because you do and then afterwards like you said the characters at the end drinking having fun they, they forgot about their dead elf friend well maybe <laughs> right, like or they don't well they haven't gotten caught up in the story yet this has just happened and while we are now shifting scenes to the rest of the party, what, doing what they're doing, right? Yes, this character or these characters over here get to sit in that, in that gravity of mm-hmm. the moment for a little bit and, and accept what's happened, right? Start, yeah. to go, start going through the stages of grief or whatever mm-hmm. they, it is they're doing. Start calculating and figuring out a plan on how to reverse this yeah. or whatever. Um, but I think you're, you're absolutely right. If you take that moment and don't necessarily let it sit and stew and like capture it appropriately yeah. right and engage with it engage with the emotions and the like the yeah fallout like what can happening. we spark from this event yeah. what cool things can we do yeah. right like we talked about in the other episode about the the fighter who uh buys a an ale for all of his fallen right extra one for all of his fallen right. comrades right that's something yeah. that came out of there so like it's not just oh there goes that character sheet. Let me roll up another one, and, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a waste of a death, and and um, I think a, a a a real tragedy when nothing happens because of that death. Right. No, it's that's interesting. I mean, it doesn't necessarily the poison apple doesn't necessarily have to be death, right? Right. Yeah. But but no, I mean, what a what a great way of tying the two scenes together when Mister Fighter has now come in to join the rest of the party, and he goes mm-hmm. to the bar. And he orders his tankards, and they know they do it. But the line's a little bit longer. Yeah. Then they count, and they realize that there's been an extra tankard added. Right. Right? And he's over there, and they're over here. And, oh, okay, no, we need to go deal with this right now. Something bad just happened, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that, that show-don't-tell yeah. perspective mm-hmm. on, on how to get mm-hmm. involved and how to do it, super awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. But, like I said, going back to the kind of the top of the thought, like, understand that... Yeah, there's it's it's heavy for you, and yeah. it's a heavy moment, probably that they have been the DM has been sitting under for a week, two weeks, a month. Maybe they've been dreading coming yeah. up to this moment. I could tell when you told me about that one encounter in your dungeon with the ghosts, right. and you're like, "Oh, they might, mm, they might die here." Yeah, they might, and I could tell you're a little bit worried about it. Yeah, well, because yeah. I I'm in. I'm not only invested in the story yeah. because I've had a hand in crafting it <laughs> and creating it and weaving this tapestry of, of lore for these people, but um, also the, the characters are cool and interesting and I want to see what happens next yeah. in their story. Yeah. And yes, I know some of what's going on, mm-hmm. but I'm not in control, right? I'm not the boss. Right. I don't get to control where the spotlight goes. Mm-hmm. And so the players do. And I, I have to understand that I can't strangle the, the spotlight and move it where I want it to. Yeah. Maybe once, maybe twice mm-hmm. when it needs to happen in, in a kind of cutscene yeah. way where I need to use that to drive. This, but not every time. Yeah. No, you guys go here. You guys go there. Well, why are you even here playing if I'm just going to tell you what you're doing? Right. Right. You have your agency. I have to respect that. So... Yeah, no, I'm invested and I want, I want things to go well for the party. Mm-hmm. But I understand that it's probably not going to. Um, I know in previous campaigns, uh, a DM said that he was going to essentially recruit somebody else to come in and play oh. his big bad. Yeah. Because he didn't know, and I understand this now, he didn't know if he had the, the feeling in him to strike those killing blows, to right. switch in his mindset right. and say, no. It's big bad time. Yeah. They are just hit point sacks and I'm going to empty them. Right. And, and treat the players and the characters that he's spent like years right, playing with. Right. With the animosity that, yeah, that does the big bad justice. Just to, just to do it justice. Yeah. And to play it correctly. Sometimes it's easier to hand that off to somebody and just be like, no, you kill them. 
I'm not, I'm not going to hold you back. You do what you want to do. Be as ruthless as you want to mm-hmm. be. I'm just going to make sure that the rules are refereed yeah. correctly. Yeah. And I think that would take a huge weight off a lot of DMs. Yeah. 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 So no, it's, I think it's, I think it's important. It's important to understand that uh, it's hard to kill a puppy sometimes. And, <laughs> and your little puppies oh, and yellow. your kittens. Oh, yellow. <sighs> and then it was a kid doing it uh yeah no it, it's it's tough sometimes so yeah understand that maybe they're going through something too and uh if you see if you see kind of that moment of hesitation or that moment of need from anyone at the table from anyone at the table players dm whatever mm-hmm. just say hey can we take five to like refresh drinks and stuff right. like i see some people are kind of low like right let's just take five take a breath go to the washroom do whatever yeah. right that that could be so important yeah, they could be so important just for everyone's mental breathing health, room, mental yeah. health, yeah. right? And maybe somebody they got close to their veils and lines card, or they were they mm-hmm. were they were kind of moving towards grabbing the X card or whatnot, but they didn't. Things got heavy. Let's take a break. Let's, yeah. let's take a breath. Let's allow that to kind of settle in, and then we can figure out if we need to talk about it. If we don't need to talk about it, if we need to talk about it later, whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it, absolutely, you should be able to do that. I mean, because I think a lot of people, um, again, no, depends people 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 yeah. players players good um, depend on the dm for so much of the pacing yes of what's going on in the oh, table yes. right um whereas if if you see a need for something or even if you have a desire to change up the pace you can go ahead and just do that mm-hmm. like if if something happened like there's a a, a a death in the party and then like oh well, well the fighter's dead uh, i guess we should just go back to town if you need a moment mm-hmm. as as a player or even as a character, you can be like, no, I need to, I, I want a scene where we grieve right here. Mm-hmm. We deal with this a little more. Mm-hmm. You can just do that. Yeah. I, right. And you can tell me like, oh, no, can we not move yet? Yeah. I still got some things I want to explore in this scene. For for DMs, this is this specifically is, is something that I really think that they need to precognate. Mm-hmm. When you're starting a campaign, look at the theme, look at the tone, how serious, yeah. grimdark, comical, whatever it is, and and precognate how you're going to handle a character death, mm. right? How much time, not are we, how much time are we going to allot to kind of the initial mourning, right? right? How much time are we going to allow the pcs later in the session multiple sessions whatever it's going to be to kind of have little moments and call for scenes or, or have these times yeah. where um these you, you get to express what your character mm-hmm. is feeling mm-hmm. and, and instead of instead of asking what does your character do how does your character respond yeah. To what just like let's yeah. let's change the questions a little bit to make sure that we're starting to engage the character's emotional yeah. scheme or their intellectual whatever's going on in their mind. Not what do you do, right? What what do you look like in this mm-hmm. moment? Or how do you how does how are your emotions expressed on your face yeah. in this moment? And get them to kind of think about this. Um so mm-hmm. that when it happens, right, you can handle the death of a character gracefully. Mm. Right. And 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 we know in D and D and and in most TTRPGs, once you get resurrection or revivification or kind of be able to raise dead, death is not a, a super big inconvenience, really, in the game. Right. Um, but it should have a weight of impact in in yeah. role play, right? Even if it's easy, still there was a failure, right? Still something mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. where the character there was no cohesion or whatever. And I think yeah, for for DMs. Precognate what you want death to look and feel like in your game so that when it happens, you you have a disaster plan set into motion. Right. Where because you might be compromised too. I mean, even if it's something like I was dead, you could have let me stay dead. Mm-hmm. But instead you spent like a hundred weeks worth of a peasant's uh pay to bring me back to life. Like that's a hundred peasants worth mm-hmm. of hundred uh, peasants work weeks worth. Right. <laughs> We need a right. hundred peasants stats. <laughs> gotta bring this fighter back. Right? And that and that's not nothing. No. Right? No. Well, and even approaching it, like I know, I know for myself, one of the things that I like to do, um, since I I I can't remember where I heard it, was when a player goes down and they start rolling death saves, before they roll the death save, 
ask them for a memory. Like as, mm -hmm. as your life flashes before your eyes, right. Right. Or they say it does. Um, what, what memories from your, that character's past have been drawn up to the surface, right? Like mm -hmm. we've said it before. It is always RP time. It's right? true. So, so let's yeah. bring it, let's, let's make sure that if this is the end of your story, mm -hmm. you go out with a way that pulls on people's heartstrings. I mean, even in the middle of the battle, um, as a player, you can say, Hey DM, I would like a scene right now. Mm -hmm. It's fighting. But let's ignore rounds for a second. I would like a scene right now with this guy who's dying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what DM would be like, no, no, no. You want to make a, a meaningful death? Mm -hmm. What? Like, right. And then, and that goes um, a long way to, again, leaning into a death, mm -hmm. making a death worth something. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that, again, to your, um, to your point, will also take, take some of that burden off of the DM to deal with the death for the people. Mm -hmm. Like take that burden of 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 the, of the negative feelings of that death uh, for the group, right? Because you're like, no, it's we're we're doing something with it now. It's not as bad as it might have been. Well, and to, and to the individuals who might be saying, well, you can't because combat's really, you know, it's really rules mm -hmm. constrictive, and you catch it. Uh, the rule of cool will kind of come in and just be like, whoa. In the middle of a fight, he wants to embrace his blood brother. Oh, uh, yeah, this is a cool moment. Yeah. Boom, let's do it. Right? I mean, it happens all the time in movies. Yes. Like, why? Why You're in the middle of war zone. Yeah. You've got bullets flying everywhere. Yeah. And one guy's like, I'm not going to leave you. Leave me. I'm not going to leave you. And no, this don't die. Like, no. right? Well, they, so they don't, they don't release the pressure of the moment, mm -hmm. right? By... Yes, having bullets whiz by them. Right, right. Thematically, we're not leaving the moment. We're still creating the weight and the pressure and the desperation. And now we're only adding it because we've we've gone in a microscope and we've gone right down to the bare bones moment, the moment that matters most on the battlefield. Yep. And we're gonna take it. We're gonna take a second. And we're gonna appreciate it. This is what matters to the table. Yeah. Right. To so the, I think to the story. Yeah. To the story. And this is this is why we should spend time. Mm -hmm. on this and we can ignore other things right now because mm -hmm. this is what's important that's probably one of uh i mean i, I guess as, as myths and and whatnot go that's probably one of the biggest ones that gets forgotten is when when we use combat as a break mm -hmm. or we use combat as kind of like a uh, rp free zone right. whatever as, yeah <clears throat> and we don't put the story first mm -hmm. right um like I just said, right? It's always RP time. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's it's always story time. And it's always time to to work on growing or building what it is that you're working on. Um, and so... Always time for a reading rainbow. Right? <laughs> story time. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking looking at it, it's... Dating ourselves. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Who doesn't love reading rainbow these days? I know, man. Joy LaForge, a book? Come on. Yes, Jordy LaForge. A lot of references. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> so when we do it, uh, I think yeah, my 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 kind of my biggest myth, I think, uh, and one of the biggest complaints that I've heard about in Fifth Edition is that combat is boring, right? Mm. Shring shring, pew pew, yawn, right? All we're doing is we're sitting on our phones waiting for our turn to come up in the yeah. initiative, so we can then look at the map and then figure out what we. Okay. Yes, that is an example of how it goes, but that is an example of a table that has been mismanaged, that it's been allowed right. to do whatever it wants to do, right? In the corporate setting, the boss hasn't come by, so everybody's just mm -hmm. on Reddit, you know, at work. They're not actually doing anywhere, or Facebook, or yeah. whatever your vice is. Okay, cool. Um, I think that combat needs to be really reimagined and really reanalyzed if you feel that combat is boring. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit of a hot take, but if combat is boring, it's your fault. Yep. Um, like you personally, <laughs> yeah. it's not, anyone, it's no one else at the table. It's your fault. It's just you, me and you, and it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, sorry. It's, it's a bit of a hot take. And, and to explain where I'm coming from is everybody needs to do their part to make the story better. Yep. Right. So mm -hmm. if you're bored, it means you're not engaging with what's going on. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Okay. okay. I'm bored because it's not my turn, so I can't do anything. Mm. Okay. Hey, after this session, can we have a quick chat about combat? Cool. I would like to be able to talk to people 
on their turn. Short messages, maybe let's let's say like 10 words or less, right? And and not conversations, but I want to be able to shout at a guy on quote unquote any given initiative, right? Just to do that. And once per turn, like a reaction. Oh wait, can we start doing some RP combat rules for like what we can do that's not considered combat in combat? Like do we get a free perception check? Do we get mm -hmm. free insight? Do we get a free uh, sentence shout out? Do we get like what kinds of stuff can we do that's not combat related in combat? So that I want to pay attention, right? Yeah. Hey DM, can we do combo moves? Right? Not just the help action. Right. Let's do a combo move. Right? Like so if, if the fighter and the barbarian you know, they go off and they do some work and because they take downtime together or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they come back and, yeah, they know how to fight back-to-back -back a little bit better. Or the barbarian knows how to throw the fighter or whatever it is. Pinball, right. pinball special, yeah. right? Whatever it is. Pinball special. You know, like, why can't... <clears throat> excuse me. Why can't we go in and find... Instead of letting that energy and that creativity slump and fall mm -hmm. and become kind of wasted effort... Why can't we turn that around and go like, hey, how can combat become more fun, more interesting? How yep. can I narrate? If you are not narrating what your character is doing in the combat fight, if you just roll, does a 13 hit, six damage. Yeah. If, if that's You're it, missing out. You are missing out on yeah. so much, right? Like, how do you do that? Right? Yeah. Like, we've, we've talked about it before. Sorry. I no, 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 no. But like, you're a fighter. What is a fighter? Well, a fighter is just somebody who's in the sword. Okay. Not cool. Let's go to the point where the fighter is a master of the blade, mm -hmm. right? Why is it not that your fighter flashes his blade, opens and exposes himself for a moment, taunting, the and in that taunt where they swing, he reaches over top and sinks in that six damage, right? Right. Further showing just how much of a better combatant that fighter is than, mm -hmm. than his target. Why, why can't you do that? There's, there's literally nothing that says that you can't. Want everything that says that you should. Yes, because you should not all of a sudden suspend your character as soon as combat starts, and then it's just you rolling dice to say what happens. Yeah. Like, where did your character go? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Because D&D is a role-playing game. It's not a dice-rolling game. Different kind of role. Yep. All right? Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled different. It is. Um, but it's it's a role playing game, and I take that to mean that role playing is is center center to everything, mm -hmm. right? Because I think if you take out the role playing in any other aspect of the game, it also becomes super boring too. Um, like it's like, it's a different game, right? Like it's, it's well, you're, you're playing it's, Warhammer it's, where you're throwing buckets. Well, of exactly. Dice. Like, okay, cool. That's fun. Go, I love Warhammer. You need to go but. like find something. I'll go and uh, roll your investigation. Yeah. Uh, if you have two successes, then you're then you find the MacGuffin. Yeah, the MacGuffin, okay, let's go to the other place. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it, it becomes that. And if that's fine, if that's fun, fine. Mm -hmm. right? But if you're finding it boring, mm -hmm. then you need to add role play. Mm -hmm. I think bo boring is when you feel bored, I think you're, you're feeling the lack of engagement. Because right? mm -hmm. you've got more to give and you feel that it's not going yeah. there and so it's being wasted. So when we feel bored, I think that's a great signal. Like we said, when you get handed a, a poison apple, right? Yeah. That's your chance to seek opportunity, right? That's your chance to lean in and go and show off how cool your character or how sad your character is or how angry your character or how beautiful they or are. Or in battle, how overwhelmed they are. They're mm -hmm. barely hanging on. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, they're, they're terribly frightened, mm -hmm. but, they, but they're pushing through. They still haven't gotten over the last scene. Right? right. And so the character, the fighter who's normally stoic and is just cold is weeping while they're fighting. There's mm -hmm. still a terrible force on the battlefield, but now they're weeping. Well, what the hell's going on with you, Ragnar? Like, what, what, what's it? Right. All of a sudden, that the fight is more interesting, not just for you, mm -hmm. but for everyone else who gets to experience what your character is going through. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, take responsibility. If it's boring, you do something about it because you can. Yes. Yeah. Right? And I think one of the, one of the ways, um, I mean, as far as suggestions to get things better, mm -hmm. right? Um, one of the things that uh, my table does is we switched our initiative system. We didn't like the idea that everybody kind of goes in an order and then you just repeat that order, repeat that order. It's mm -hmm. not dynamic enough. Okay. Uh, and so we actually switched over to the Greyhawk initiative system, which go check it out if you're interested. It's super interesting. One of the great things about that system is at the beginning of initiative, 
So every there's every round you roll a new initiative, mm-hmm. which can seem cumbersome, but um, the DM being a leader, not a boss, yep. right, can definitely set the pace. So I, as the DM, when I'm rolling initiative, as soon as I'm done rolling initiative for all my monsters, which is generally very quick, I start counting off initiative. So you get you get um, a little bit of time to consider what it is that you want to do. And in Greyhawk, for every action, bonus action, whatever you want to do, yeah. move, you roll a dice value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe you're rolling three or four dice for what your initiative is going to be. Right. And we count up and yada, yada. But in that 30 seconds that it's taking me to roll out what I'm doing, you get to decide what you want to do. And that means you have already kind of decided right. basically what you're going to do for this for this next turn, for better or worse. Sometimes things happen and it gets crazy and you got to adjust on the fly. But for better or worse, you need to be engaged at the beginning of initiative and you need to be paying attention to when your initiative comes up, not just, oh, after he talks, then I go. So I just need to wait until Sean talks. And right. Then, oh, what's he doing? Oh, okay, yeah. So you, you're, you're precognating what you're doing. And in that moment, if you've talked to your DM, hey, I want to do that combo thing. I'm using my free 10, 10 words. I'm just going to say, hey, let's get them the right way. And then, you know, oh, oh, everybody knows that he, he just called the play, right? So now we know, okay, yeah, great. This is what you need to do to do that. This is what I need yeah. to do. Great. Now we're going to do our combo move and it's going to be awesome, hopefully. And away you go, right? But you know what you need to do at the beginning of initiative, not just when it comes back to your initiative. Right. So now you're making an active choice then. You have to pay attention, see what's going on and and do it and it changes things around when you're not always going right after the big bad guy or right mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the fighter or whatever things get a little dynamic what you want to do it becomes more responsible or more of the responsibility of combat gets shunted off to everybody because right. everybody's got to pay attention yeah yeah what well, that's a, that's the thing right i think the the make it less boring is to make sure you have things to pay attention to yes. when it's not quite your turn yet mm-hmm. right so if someone else is rping mm-hmm. they're Maybe you have to respond mm-hmm. to that. Great. Something to pay attention to. Then, then, it's, then it's less important. Not only if I'm on my phone, but the fighter's like, hey, let's do it the right way. And you miss it. Yeah. Right? Then, then the, the fighter just left hanging with his hands like waiting for he's you ready, to launch he's ready to hoist it. Or is it. Oh, and you, you went, what, what was it? <laughs> right? So all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Then you can sort of plan ahead and think, yeah. and then you're, you're in the combat. Yeah. Right? Um, and it, and why why aren't you talking in combat? You should be. You, you, should, you should be more than grunting, grunting, whatever. Of course you would. All of a sudden, become robots. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Right. Swing, swing. Pew, 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 pew. Yawn. Yeah. Um. And I think probably the last thing that I would want to talk about regarding combat is if it's boring, then it's not potentially challenging enough. Or not meaningful so, enough. Or not meaningful enough. And so yeah. like we said, we need to get the story out front. You're not like random encounters. I hate random encounters, right? If you're out in the wilderness or whatever and you meet up with some beasts or something, okay, great. This is kind of expected because we're exploring. We're going to run mm-hmm. into beasts or whatnot. But it's, oh, it's our sixth bandit encounter on this road because we've been traveling for two weeks. <laughs> they don't know us by now. Super lame, right? Okay, Cool. But if we start putting the story in front, mm-hmm. right, maybe our fighter with the tankards, right, he knows that everybody has to deal with the same thing. Every time you kill someone, that's somebody putting a tankard on a, on a, a bar. Yeah. That's not cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to decide that I don't want to just kill people, right? That's, I respect life and death as, as a character. Yeah. So I'm not going to impose that pain on somebody else. So from now on, yeah, as we go around, I'm going to change what it means to fight. Right. Because I'm putting my character's persona involved in right. here. So, yeah, I'm going to do non-lethal damage. Right? The rogue, the barbarian, whatever. They're like, no, kill him, kill him. No, I'm not going to kill him because that's, that's somebody else's pain. We can just as, we can do more good. Yeah. Right? By bringing these bandits in. I know you don't want to kill them, but can you just not cut off all their limbs and leave them like yeah. that? <laughs> The other way of going about it. Sure, right? That's not cool. But yeah, no, I think if we if we change what it means to fight, yep. then we change what it means to win. I think that also probably works on the side of the DM too. It's not it's not fighting just for the sake of fighting and XP yes. and, and, no, there and, should and, be, and lowering your reason. There yeah, should and, be a reason. And, and like lowering your the party resources. Yeah. Like should be a good reason for the party to be fighting. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh and that's that. 
needs to evolve into the storyline of the game. Mm -hmm. Why, why is this bandit encounter significant? Yeah. Right. Are you guys going to the bandit stronghold? And that's why you're facing increasing number of mm -hmm. bandits as you get closer and closer to their patrols and their kind of defenses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we can put a little bit more meaning. Also, now we can take like some prisoners, right? Yeah. And now we can interrogate. Hey, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you go. No problem. But you're going to tell us how many gates are there at the fortress? Yeah. Let let the let the story come out through the NPCs. Yeah. Right. And reward your PCs mm -hmm. for not just murdering everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and maybe put that in some of the limiters. Hey, we need some help with the bandits, but we think they're just farmers gone rogue. Like we don't want to kill them. We want to set them right. Yeah. So don't kill them. This is your quest. Do not kill the bandit. Because they're just bandits. You guys are level six whatevers. Yes. Right. Yes. So, and, and then it becomes more interesting. It becomes more dynamic. Now we can't just slaughter things. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And if a, if, a, if a character has enforced this, awesome. That character is playing their character and it's bringing it mm -hmm. up. If it's the DM trying to instill something that's a little different, yep. great. Um, but also for the DM, make a objective, right? Yep. We're, we're trying to get a wagon out of whatever and the wolves are coming. Okay, yep. great. Now, the objective is not to kill the wolves. The objective is to move the wagon. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So now we're not just fighting. We're, we're heaving. We're, we're pushing. We're moving yeah. this. We're yeah. There's something to do. Change what it means to win the fight. And yeah. I think you'll see a huge shift in how boring or how, uh, how interesting combat yeah. is. I mean, even that movie, Fight Club, wasn't really about the fighting. No, it was about soap. <laughs> yeah. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that's uh, anything else. That you no, think no, I think, I think that's a good overview. Yeah, of sort, of, sort of some of the myths that I that I've seen sort of out in the wild there. Uh, but if you guys out there have the any in the yeah, in the wilderness, uh, if you, if you guys out there uh, can think of any sort of myths or things that you have in your brain, you want to let us know. Uh, feel free to add it in the comments. I'd love to hear about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah and and you know, what the problems were, what the barrier, what the myth was, mm -hmm. and maybe something that you believe is a myth, but you haven't figured out how to get to the other side of it. Oh yeah, we talk right. about that too. Figure yeah. that out together. If you've got if you've got some problems or some some barriers, some challenges, let us know and we can work on it together. All right. Yeah. Well, oh, there it goes. Perfect uh, timing. I know. That was wonderful. Um, I think that brings us to a wrap then. Yeah. I guess uh, thank you everyone. Uh, before you guys sign off, make sure to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, click on the bell and all that cool stuff to prove that you are the boss. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. Be uh, Tony Danza. Channel your name. <laughs> this has been Tony Caffeine and Cantrips. Uh, I'm Sean. Fancy Sean. And I'm Byron. And uh, join us next time. Or, or else. else. Tony Danza. Tony Tiger. Tiny Dancer. Dancer for money. <laughs> <laughs>